And going a little farther, he fell on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I will, but what you will. Daughter, no matter if today is one of sorrow or one of joy, join us as we seek the Father's will with Jesus in the garden. That's part the of the band. <laughs> right now. Oh, no. We're out of sync. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. You don't want to sing. What's the song? Ba ba ba. <laughs> Why? Why is today the singing day? I don't know. Wait, does that count as me singing on the podcast? Uh, no, I was singing with you, so try again. No. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? How are you doing? How's it going? On this fine Friday. You know, I as I said that I was like they can't really answer that like we don't it it you know when you were watching like Disney as like a little kid or like Dora and she's like what should we do and, and like then she like stares you, at the screen yeah she stares at the for screen for an awkwardly long that's what I was doing I stared at the microphone like someone would talk back to us this but. is Rachel and Olivia you're watching Disney Channel dun, 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 dun. yes <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Okay, Rachel, I have a silly question for you. Because I googled silly questions funny, and (laughs) this is what came up. I'm kind of afraid, actually. Who was your childhood celebrity crush? Oh. And you can't say anyone from (laughs) K-Love. It can't be Chris Tomlin. It can't be Toby Mac. That's so funny. Not Jeremy Camp? No. Dang it. Okay, let me think. Let me think. Who was my... This is a hard question. Really? Yeah, because I have the memory of, like, a moth. A goldfish? <laughs> yeah. Is that is that the phrase? A I think they have, like, goldfish. very short-term attention... Yeah, that's me. Short attention spans. I, I, don't, I don't know, know. about attention span, but short... Short-term mem- mem- memory mem- loss. Memory Yes. Um... Okay, wait, you're going to have to answer first, because okay, I have to Okay, I'll answer, because mine is always locked and loaded. Okay. My dog is even named after this person. Oh. Yes. Zach Efron. Oh, man. You might have just stolen mine. Really? That's okay. We can have the same one. I just feel like that's probably, like, High School Musical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably is my... He's just... he's But he's, like, remained a cutie, too. That's true. Like, I remember he, like, released a show on Netflix called Down to Earth with Zach, and my dad and I watched all of it. Yeah. And my dad bought the book, and, like... Oh, wait. No, I have a a different answer. You have a different answer? I have a new answer. Okay, what's your answer? The guy who plays Peter in Narnia. Good one. Mm -hmm. I was like, what was I obsessed with? Like, what did I watch over and over again? And the answer is Narnia. I might have surprising news for you. Yeah. Netflix is making two new Narnia movies. Okay, I've I heard this. Did you hear but this? I, okay. I'm gonna believe it when I see it because I feel like we've heard about like them making the Narnia movies for a real long time. Like not Netflix, but like yeah. other people. But like they have a director and everything. They have Greta Gerwig who did the New Little Women and the Barbie movie that comes out this month. You don't want to see the Barbie movie? 
Why? <laughs> I'm shaking my head in disapproval since y'all can't see us. Please explain this. Um, I'm, I've been looking forward to that all summer. Okay, listen, Little Women, I'm like, yes, it's incredible. that's the right vibe for Narnia, but, you know. <laughs> oh, you're saying they these don't match vibes. Like, yeah. I also am not, like, like, if I saw the Barbie movie, like, I'd be okay with it, but I'm not gonna, like, go to the theater to see it. Sorry. She's, like, looking I'm at me offended. shocked. Sorry. I don't My know childhood saying. dreams of, like, being a Barbie connoisseur are coming true. I yeah. think I had a Zac Efron Barbie. Like, I had a high school musical set of, like, full circle. <laughs> full circle moment. Yeah. I didn't have, like, um. You didn't have, like, a celebrity crush. No, well, you do I, have one now. I, oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm afraid. Is it Paul? <laughs> Is that where you're going with this? Is this your transition? It can't be. <laughs> Wait, who, who's your crush on? Um, Paul. In the Bible. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, he was single, so it does work. That is true. No, here's here's what I would say. Okay. My celebrity crush of the guy who played Peter in Narnia. Uh-huh. Did you know that Narnia is, like, based on Jesus? And and, and you, you know, know who, who wrote about Jesus? Paul! <laughs> There's our segue. Good job. <laughs> yeah, thanks, well, welcome thanks. back to the garden. We're in welcome chapter to three. our Philippi summer. Our Philippi summer. <gasps> Do you know what that means? Uh, we have officially gone halfway through this book. That feels right, because we're, like, halfway through the summer. Hopefully we'll finish the book of Philippians. We will. Yeah, we can do it. I believe in us. You, you're shaking your head like you don't believe. <laughs> no, we'll we'll get it done. Okay, um, Olivia, do you want to read or do you want me to? I read last week, so I think it's up to you. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I love to read the Word of God. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, so today, Philippians three, mm-hmm. verses one through eleven. In addition, my brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. To write to you again about this is no trouble for me and is a safeguard for you. Watch out for the dogs. Watch out for the evil workers. Watch out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision, the ones who worship by the Spirit of God, boast in Christ Jesus, and do not put confidence in the flesh. Although I have reasons for confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks he has grounds for confidence in the flesh, I have more. (laughs) Circumcised the eighth day of the nation of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew born of Hebrews, regarding the law, a Pharisee, regarding zeal, persecuting the church, regarding the righteousness that is the law, blameless. But everything that was a gain to me, I have considered to be a loss because of Christ. More than that, I also consider everything to be a loss in the view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Mm -hmm. Because of him, I have suffered the loss of all things and consider them as dung so that I may gain Christ and be found in him. Not having righteousness of my own from the law, but one that is through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God based on faith. 
My goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death, assuming that I will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead. Woohoo! I think we can just like end it there. Mic drop! As Rachel drops her chapstick <laughs> for a mic drop moment. I but, mean, I mean, Paul is like... Paul's going off. Olivia, what sticks out to you here? What shall we start with? <laughs> oh, there's so many things. I think, again, where does Paul start again? He starts with rejoicing once again. We're going to keep coming back to this all in this book of rejoicing Christ, rejoicing Christ, rejoicing Christ. Because I don't know about you, but when I'm in prison, that's the first thing I think. Rejoice. I, I'm thinking Not. of, like, the Christmas song now. <laughs> like, the Christmas song. Um, I don't know where this is going, you guys. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. That one? We got her to sing. You got me to sing. But you, I'm thinking of that, like, yes. big yes. choir moment. Yes. Rejoice. Because Paul is a tearjerker. If there's some string instruments, <laughs> children dress like angels. <laughs> What? I hope you picture that as you read Philippians Close your 3. eyes and imagine. <laughs> but it's not a trouble for Paul to once again remind them to rejoice. And I think it's not a trouble to remind our souls to rejoice. Ooh, that's good, Ollie. Despite your circumstance. Yeah. Um, there was a quote I found, and it was, uh, it is our duty to cultivate this joy in Christ. Yeah. Um, despite what any what your day looks like today as you're listening to this despite what your week or your summer has looked like it it is our duty to seek out joy um by gazing on the lord yeah so that's where i mean that's where paul starts that's where i start too what about you yeah um i similar i'm just like this call back to like rejoicing in the lord like what it's it's a obviously a theme that we see throughout all of philippians but i love that he even says like hey listen it's not a trouble for me to keep telling you to rejoice <laughs> also it's like for your own good mm-hmm. like i'm gonna keep saying this until like you remember and i think like what a <laughs> like what a reality for like the sheep that we are <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> of like thinking about like this idea of like we are sheep all who are sheep who have like gone astray Mm -hmm. and like we need a shepherd and we need to like know our shepherd's voice and it's like a similar idea of where paul is like listen i know you read this like literally three paragraphs back but i'm gonna remind you because that's how easily like we forget Mm -hmm. um the truth of things and um i the quote that i wrote down is actually from uh jt english um, pastor oh. at Storyline Church. Rachel's bringing her church in. <laughs> and uh, just this weekend, he said in his sermon, uh, don't meditate on circumstance, but meditate on God's character. Mm. And I think, like, this is what it means to, like, rejoice in the Lord no matter, like, what's going on. Is like, we don't keep our eyes fixed on the circumstance. We keep our eyes fixed on Jesus Christ mm. and the character of God. And, like, that's what it means to rejoice of, like, we rejoice in in how good our God is. We rejoice in the cross. We rejoice in our relationship with him. We rejoice in the future hope of eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's not like 
oh yeah, I'm always going to be happy about what's going on around me, but I'm going to be joyful in the Lord despite what's going on around me. Mm. That's so good. Go JT. Thank you, Mr. English. Oh, you want a fist bump? Oh no, I was going to oh, do a, another, another mic drop, mic drop <laughs> with the chapstick. Oh goodness, how many can we get? But then the, I feel like Paul makes a very clear shift in tone mm-hmm. right into verse two. Yes, ma'am. He seems a little more uh, what urgent? Urgent is the, the word, word I was going to use. Let's get us go. Um, calling people dogs. <laughs> uh, yeah, doers. Can you uh? What's the deal with dogs? Rough. Rough. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little bit of a derogatory way to be calling out these people. Yeah. But I think, I have this little note in my Bible that's like, Paul strongly refutes false doctrine when others' eternities are on the line. Ooh, that's good. You know, like, yeah. he's he is passionate about calling out false doctrine because... It is life or death for the people that are being ministered to. And this is, like, shocking because, uh, like, this term dogs, it isn't a derogatory term that's usually used for legalist Jews. Like, it is a derogatory term for Gentiles. For Gentiles. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he's, like, he's, like, essentially, like, using this word that, like, mm. that these legalist Jews would use for when they like see gentiles and Mm. he's now turning that back on them and calling them like dogs in this which is just like it would have been very shocking shocking. yeah and i think that's why any doctrine that is false like is false doctrine like i think that's why right now in culture there's all these little notes of false truths sneaking into the church and um and even if they're little per se, it completely changes the gospel and that is a false doctrine. Like, yeah, we have to draw the line. We don't add or take anything from scripture. Right. Well, I, the image I think of is like, if you have a, um, a clear glass mm-hmm. of milk and you have, um, like black food dye, it doesn't matter like how much, like you could put just a like half a drop of that mm-hmm. black food dye in this glass of milk and you're going to change the color of like the entire mm-hmm. glass of milk yep. like any variation of the gospel is no longer the gospel yes yes and i think and it's it's really interesting too that paul is calling out circumcision too he's calling out something so specifically like related to jewish culture and he's saying he's calling that mutilation of the flesh instead of actual circumcision. Like yeah. it, it was supposed to be this beautiful The picture. Galatians are like, whoa, <laughs> flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> but he's saying they don't have the right motives or the right doctrine supporting this. Um, I feel like you could call it a sacrament of the early church mm-hmm. still, or like a sacrament of the Jewish faith. Yeah. Um, this sign of the covenant from Abraham, but because they have false doctrine with it, it is it is no more than just cutting the flesh. It like it has no standing with Christ anymore. Now circumcision is, um, what is it? Paul says, uh, worship by the Spirit of God. Yeah, that is true circumcision. Like it is worshiping rightly and in the Spirit. Right. Yeah. So I think like what we have here, like he uses these three terms. 
dogs, evil workers, and uh, those who mutilate the flesh. And all three of those things refer to, like, those who are legalistic Mm. um, in their faith. And then, yeah, we see exactly, like, what Olivia said. There are also three things that it's like, this is now what circumcision is. Um, The ones who worship by the Spirit of God, those who boast in Christ Jesus, and those who do not put their confidence Mm. in the flesh. Um, And I think, like, what I love about that is um, when we think about, like, why circumcision? Like, uh, initially, like, what was the purpose? I nearly said, if you don't know what circumcision is, Google it, but don't do that. Ask a trusted mentor if you do not know what circumcision is. If you attend CCU, hopefully we've taught you that (laughs) lesson already. Olivia's like, why are we going here? I'm just thinking of a time in a Dr. Jones class where we, like, took a quiz and one of the answers was or it was a test, and one of the answers was circumcision, and his kids help him grade the test, like, starting when they were young. Oh, yeah. And they I put, know that. Let's not, let's say, not say that. Let's not say that, but you... If you know this Jones If you know, story, you know. <laughs> and if you don't, go ask Dr. Jones yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, so, like, just this, um, like, initially circumcision when, like, God gave the command to Abraham, like the purpose of circumcision was God saying, you are my people who are set apart. Mm -hmm. You are different. And this is the symbol of, of you being set apart for me, of you being different. And so Paul says, now these three things are what set Mm. us apart. And it is again, the, those who worship by the spirit of God boast in Jesus Christ and put no confidence in the flesh. And I'm looking Mm. at this list and I'm like, yeah, that definitely sets us apart in, Mm. in this day and age to have those three things that is set apart from really what we see around us. And he's so distinctively setting himself apart from the legalists. And he's, he's gonna say how he was a legalist in these next few verses. He's so He's so clearly being like, I used to do this stuff. Yeah. But, and this is the complete opposite. I feel like we should, I feel like it's really important. Olivia, I'm springing this on you. Okay. So you can bounce it back to me if you need to. <laughs> How would you define legalism? How would you, like, we're using this term mm. legalist. What is that? Thank you for asking. I love we love to define our terms here on the podcast. Yeah. Um, and so speaking of legalism, I think of self-reliance. Mm. I think of um, working to earn yeah. um, salvation. Uh, and I think of, I don't know, I think of these other branches of faith that that do have to strive for this and like prove um, their worth being saved. Um and I, I would almost define legalism with the contrast of what of what it's what it's not. Yeah. Um, like in Christ, we have the gift of salvation. It's not worked for. It's not earned. It's given freely. Um, I think of it's not self reliance. It's Christ reliance. Yeah. Um, it's saying when I am weak, then I am strong in Him. Um, which Rachel and I love to text back and forth to each other. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um. But it's just so clearly the opposite of what Paul's going to say. And it's, I was, I was, I'm reading in Matthew right now in my own time with the Lord. And I think about the Pharisees who, um, when they were like, you, 
your disciples didn't uh, wash their hands and before they ate and you healed on the Sabbath. And he was he would turn around the question and say, um, why is tradition worth more than the word of God? Yeah. Jesus is like, I am the Messiah. I am Jesus <laughs> Christ, your Lord and God, like standing in front of you. And you're worried about like healing on the Sabbath. Like really mm-hmm. like that is like your focus. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I usually like to define legalism with what it's not. Yeah. Too, because I think it equipped us then of what it is. Oh, oh, this is the verse I'm thinking of. It's in Matthew 15, verse 3, and, and Jesus uh, answered them and said, why do you break the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? Yeah. I think of that almost being kind of what Paul is echoing here of um, why are you not worshiping by the Spirit of God, um, uh, glorying in Jesus Christ and putting confidence in the flesh? Why, why are you not doing that? Why are you forsaking those for the sake of your tradition? Yeah. I think it's, like, I think it's important to point out, too, um, well, I think also, like, even if, as we, like, look at the term legalism, uh, legal, uh, that relates to the law, and so I think, like, uh, a way to, uh, define legalism is, like, putting our confidence in the law, Mm. um, instead of putting our confidence in, like, the giver of the law. Yeah, And, um, like, when what it looks like to put our confidence in the law, it means that we're putting our confidence in our own ability to follow the law, Mm. um, which like, yeah, there are times that we're going to follow the law, but there are times that all of us in our life that we're not going to be obedient. And so like, we can't put our confidence in that because it's, I mean, we can use literally the same example of the glass of milk, Mm -hmm. that one drop of black in this white, um, glass of milk makes the entire, um, cup, um, muddied in in color and and it's a similar thing um i do think it's important to uh say though that um aw tozer um once said uh the church is at the height of heresy when obedience is called legalism Hmm. that there's a difference between like we can we can obey and we can um understand the law um without being legalistic like we don't just throw away the law because of christ we understand that the law is there because like god has said god has given us an outline of like this is what human flourishing looks like Mm. like this law is the boundaries to help you live a a, a a healthy and flourishing life like when you live outside these boundaries like life is not going to be like life is going to be hard and not in a not at all in a like um if you just obey then like every everything you want is like going to come to you and like life is is going to be great (laughs) but there's like this inner peace that like there's this um like confidence in the lord that we Mm -hmm. have um and because we know the lord because we love the lord like we obey um but it becomes legalism when we put our the confidence of our salvation into our obedience Mm -hmm. it's uh we have to hold both of like i know that there's nothing i can do on my own to attain salvation it is through jesus christ alone through faith in jesus christ alone that i am saved 
But because I am saved, because I love the Lord, and because I trust him of what human flourishing looks like, I'm going to obey the law. And and not perfectly, mm. but, like, I am going to, um, like, I'm going to value obedience to the law because I know and love the Lord, and I am thankful for my gift of salvation. Hmm. That was so good. <laughs> Left me speechless. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I feel like that's, like, really important to clarify because it can be really easy for us to justify our own sin when we look at these verses Mm. and it's like see it doesn't have anything to do with like what I do and like yeah our own salvation is not on our shoulders it doesn't have to do with the things that we do but that doesn't mean that we just throw it away Mm. uh Jesus Christ did not come to abolish the law but to To fulfill fulfill the law Mm, so good and so what does Paul do next, Rachel? What And then... Uh, Paul is like the goat for what <laughs> he does here. <laughs> Are you trying to be hip again? Am I not <laughs> trying? I am hip, Olivia. <laughs> We're laughing really hard because that's not true. <laughs> See, okay, I love this. And I even like read it with some sass and you some attitude. Because <laughs> he's like, look... If we are going to, like, compare our qualifications, y'all are losers and I win. (laughs) You want to hear my qualifications? Ready, set, (laughs) go. And he, like, lays out all of these things. Mm -hmm. What, like, in the things that he lays out, Olivia, why are these good qualifications? Oh, great question. So circumcision, like we talked about that, that was the sign that they were, the Hebrew people were set apart. Um, and on the eighth day was the day they did it. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love this meaning. I don't think a lot of people know this. We all know like seven is the number of completion, but eight is the number of new beginnings. Um, I so didn't that's know a little that. fun fact. That's why like da- King David, he's the eighth son, the new beginning for the kingdom <gasps> wow. of Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, so dropping bars, new beginnings, um, the tribe of Benjamin, that's the, the same tribe that King Saul, the first king of Israel, came mm-hmm. from. Um, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law. So he knew the law. He studied under um, Gamaliel, and he knew the law through and through. He probably had the Torah memorized, all of the things. He had those qualifications. Um, but then he was also a Pharisee with zeal and persecuted the church. So he was this legalist person for a while. Yeah. He went around. Go back to Acts chapter 8 and chapter 9 for more information about Paul. (laughs) See there. (laughs) Yeah. Also, like, I think it, like, when we read this and it says, like, a Pharisee, like, in our, like, modern day minds, we're like, ooh, ouch, ooh, you know. But, um, like, when Paul is writing this, Pharisees are, like, highly regarded. Highly regarded. And, like, he's making a point that, like, he shouldn't have been highly regarded Uh as a Pharisee, but, like, that, he gives that as a qualification. Like, we are, Mm -hmm. like, like, we joke at, like, CCU and would, like, call people Pharisees as, like, uh, actually, I don't know if I've ever heard I don't think I've ever heard that. Really? I feel like I have. Anyway, Like, you're such a Pharisee? That? Not, not like, not, like, a personal insult. Oh, okay. Um, like, as a joke, I don't know. Let's, okay, keep going. <laughs> anyways, um, like, w- we think of it as, like, a negative thing, but a Pharisee, Pharisees were highly regarded mm-hmm. in, like, when this was written. 
Yeah, and especially with this, um, the people who, who were following the law, like, the people Paul is addressing, the dogs, yeah. the evildoers, like, this was a high position in their eyes. Um, and then he says, uh, but whatever I gain, I count as loss for the sake of Christ. Um, I think it's really cool, too, that, um, loss here in the Greek is singular, mm-hmm. um, and then in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, like, the gain is plural in the Greek. So Paul is saying this one loss of all of these qualifications of who I was before Christ, that one loss, there's an abundance more to gain in Christ. Like, it's not just a trade of one for one. It's, like, a trade of one for a million. Like, it's a trade of death for eternity. Yeah. I think, like... To be, like, really real, to be really honest, like, I identify so much with these verses, and quite frankly, I think there's so many people at CCU who, like, this is, like, the story. Hmm. That, um, like, in my life, I totally, like, lived my life as, um, like, a perfectionist, as, like, Hmm. um, like, doing, like, good things, you know, like, exactly like what Paul talks about here that he's like he was blame he like in regarding the righteousness and the law he was blameless like mm-hmm. he was living a holy life like he he was doing everything right um and like those aren't bad things mm-hmm. but it's like this mindset of like is my like salvation is my hope is like my future in those things or is my hope in my future in like Christ Jesus alone mm-hmm. and I think it's really easy for those of us who are raised in the church to be like look at all these things that I have done for the Lord look at all these things that mm-hmm. like I am yeah. and like so often it's like even like as we're like <laughs> sometimes I feel like in the church we can try and like outdo one another in like this is my ministry. Well, this is what I do. This mm. is what I do, you know? Yep. And and Paul is here being like, listen, none of that matters. And, like, I reached a point in my life, it was probably, um, it was while I was in undergrad at CCU myself, where I just had, like, this, like, the Lord was so gracious, and it, like, totally clicked in my mind that it was like, everything that I have brought before the Lord is meaningless in view of, like, knowing Christ. Like, Mm. those things, those qualifications that I think I hold, they mean nothing. Like, the only thing that, like, is, like, important in my life, the Mm. only thing to cling to, the only qualification I have is Jesus Christ himself. Mm. I think about identity here. Yeah. I think about what are you identifying yourself with? Or is your identity because of this, this, and this that you have done? Like, I I have, I was a straight-A student. I got a job at this church, or I'm going into this career. Like, this is who I am. Or is it, I am a sinner saved by grace and by Jesus Christ. Like, where, which, which marks your identity? Yeah. Is it, is it these works you have done? Because if it's the works, they're empty. But if it's the one who enables you to do the work then they're full. Yeah. Um, I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's called The Life You Long For um, by Christy Knuckles. And uh, kind of like how she starts it out is she asks this question of like, what, um, like, what if you were told to sit down and have a conversation with a stranger? And like, 
uh, get to know each other and you couldn't mention occupation you couldn't mention milestones in your life you couldn't Mm -hmm. mention things that like you've accomplished like would we do we even know ourselves well enough Mm -hmm. to be able to like share who we are outside of like what we do and that's like striking to me well because a lot these things aren't gonna last like this isn't what identifies us into eternity um and maybe that's a question for you to sit with this week as Rachel was just saying with this book of what what does mark you um if you had to sit down and answer that yeah um I also want to talk about Rachel what's the difference between knowing Christ and knowing about Christ Ooh, this is so good okay I'm thinking of an of a good example um Olivia, how much do you know about Taylor Swift? <laughs> I know a decent amount. Do you know when her birthday is? Yes. <laughs> what is it? December 13th, 1989. <laughs> um, what is oh, the name of me. her third album? <laughs> Speak now. <laughs> What's her ex-boyfriend's name? <laughs> There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> okay, most recent one. Joe? Yeah, Joe. So, um, Olivia, you seem to know a lot about Taylor Swift. Do you know Taylor Swift? Absolutely not. Wait, you've never met Taylor Swift? Never met. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, so, um... I feel a little called out. I'm not even done yet. (laughs) Oh, no! Uh, do you know when, um, our friend Gunner's birthday is? (laughs) It's January... Oh... 13th. Isn't it January 13th? I do think that that's right. Yes! I thought I was going to get no. you there. And your birthday's February 14th. That's so right. take that. Yeah, and yours is February 7th. That's right. <laughs> okay. I was going to try and catch you up. Um, but, because my point is, like, even if you don't know Gunner's birthday. I know Gunner. You know Gunner. Mm-hmm. So, like, even in that example, like, Olivia, and I'm, like, there are, there are people for me that are the same. I'm not meaning to just pick on Olivia. Rachel's calling me out. (laughs) I am not. Um, but there, there's a difference between, like, knowing Mm. things about people and, like, knowing them as a person. Mm. And we do this, like, literally literally with celebrities or just like there are people in our lives that it's like yeah I know about that person but I like don't know them mm-hmm. and it's a similar thing that like hey you can sit and read you can read through the entire bible and you can get you can like um gather up all these facts that you know about Jesus Christ but that's not the same as um sitting mm-hmm. in prayer with him yeah. worshiping him knowing his heart like and yes, it's diff. It, it it feels harder and it feels different than like um, our friend Gunner that <laughs> the example that I used. Um, the amount of times that like we throw around Gunner's name on this podcast. we really need to have her on here. <laughs> you probably do. Um, she's one of our favorite people on the planet. Um, but like, yeah, it's harder to like have a relationship with Jesus Christ because he's not like. Like, I'm sitting right next to Olivia. Like, I'm looking her in the eye and, like, we're chatting. Um, Like, yeah, it's not the same with Jesus Christ. But there are ways that, like, we know the Father's heart. That, like, we we more intimately know him than Mm. just, like, these list of facts. I have a quote here 
from the Charles Spurgeon. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Taylor Swift. No, <laughs> the Charles Spurgeon himself. But he he does a really cool thing in this quote where he'll give a fact about Jesus, but then it's like how it impacts him personally. Yes. Did you read I, this too? I know what quote you're talking about. Okay. Uh, Charles Spurgeon. Let me read it for us. Uh, he says, they tell me he is a refiner, that he cleanses from spots. He has washed me in his precious blood, and to that extent I know him. They tell me that he clothes the naked. He hath covered me with a garment of righteousness, and to that extent I know him. They tell me that he is a breaker, and that he breaks fetters. He has set my soul to liberty, and therefore I know him. They tell me that he is a king, and that he reigns over sin. He hath subdued my enemies beneath his feet, and I know him in that character. They tell me he is a shepherd. I know him, for I am his sheep. Hmm. They say he is a door. I have entered in through him, and I know him as a door. They say he is food. My spirit feeds on him as on the bread of heaven, and therefore I know him as such. Yeah. I love that, because I think it it takes these facts that we know about Jesus that I think is easy, especially to if you're a CCU student right now or if you're going to be, you're going to learn a lot about Jesus. Yeah. You, it, the knowledge of, like, Christ grows immensely while you're at CCU. Which is great. Yeah. I, But I remember finding myself in, like, my freshman year Bible classes and being like, I can spit off all these facts and I have this much Bible reading to do for homework, whatever, why does the Bible feel like a textbook to me right now that I'm just trying to memorize factoids and verses and qualities about Jesus? Why are they not sinking in? Um, But I love that Spurgeon sits and says, he has cleansed me. He feeds me. I know him as a sheep. Like, yeah, I love that. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. We have to like look for the ways that like the things we know about Jesus Christ are like how they're like true in our life um and yeah I think that a lot of that is like asking the Lord to open our eyes like in prayer to be like Lord help me see the ways that you are um a shepherd even like having conversation um with like our closest people um of even like like picking a quality of God and being like I know God is nurturing and so then asking like our friends like how is God nurturing you this week Mm. like in what ways do you see um like God nurturing you and I love that you might be like what that this what What? and and if your response is what I would say not in a shameful way but in an encouraging way like I'm not sure you like know Christ intimately if you're not seeing those things and so the encouragement of that is exactly what Paul says here that there is absolutely nothing in our lives that is greater than knowing Jesus Christ our Lord that absolutely nothing and so if you're in a place where you're like uh god doesn't nurture me or whatever that quality is like it doesn't it Mm. doesn't have to be nurturing but it's like whatever that quality is if you don't see those things in your life then i would say hey you are missing out on the greatest thing that you can know Mm. like in this lifetime and and that's a relationship with christ and so let let it be today that you move forward in a relationship with Christ. Let it be today that you understand what Paul says um, 
when when he speaks of the greatest thing in our lives is mm. knowing Christ. I think back to the parable. Um, it's in Matthew 13 of uh, the pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Let me find it real quick. It's only two verses. Very, very short little <laughs> it's parable. It's a short little parable there. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all that he had and bought it. I like that is such a clear picture of what Paul is saying yeah. here of um, for the sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. Like he he has gone and sold everything else for that one pearl because it is of such great value. Like what is greater than knowing Christ? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And I think I think we've talked about this a lot with this book of like this is the one thing with eternal impact. Like, yeah. Knowing Christ is forever. You get to forever know Christ and forever worship him. Yeah. You're not going to forever be married to someone. You're not going to forever have the dream job. You're not going to be at college forever. We hope not. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't stay forever. Um yeah. But you're not you're not going to forever have people in your life like people will die and move on to eternity like there are things that are going to be lost but how are you what is the one thing you have it's knowing christ yeah i think like we all have these like lofty goals in our life or these like bucket list things these Mm -hmm. like dreams uh like the big one that comes to my mind is like this dream that so many people have of like traveling which is awesome like Mm -hmm. to see god's creation like that's so great but like imagine if like how poor we would be if, like, all of our focus was, like, I want to visit everywhere and I'm never going to know Christ. And, um, mm-hmm. like, or or whatever that is. If it's, like, marriage, um, if, like, that's your focus, if, if that's, like, your only goal in life is, like, I want to be married. Like, and again, we say this all the time, marriage isn't bad, but, like, when it's idolized like that, like, is it really better to be married and never know Christ? Mm-hmm. And the answer is no. Like, yep. it would be better in our lives to never travel, to never be married, to never get that dream job, but to know Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. That is greater mm-hmm. than, like, any of those things. So good. Um, and I think kind of what I would say it, to close this is, you might be listening to this and being like, that is so hard. (laughs) Like that is not where my desire is. Like my desire is not for like only knowing Christ and like, how, how do you even do that? And, and I would point directly to the end of, of these verse, uh, uh, the section, which says, my goal is to know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death assuming that i will somehow reach the resurrection from among the dead and uh, what i would point out from that is we there is a call on our lives as believers to share in the suffering of christ and to share in the death of Christ. Mm. And that's painful. That's hard. That hurts. And and what this death is, it's a death of our old self. Mm. And to mm. to lose those things, to lose those desires, that that's hard. That 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 hurts. That's that's painful. Like there's a reason that Paul uses the word sufferings there. Like it's not this like 
it, it doesn't always feel like this woohoo like mm-hmm. type thing like yes we have the reminder from Paul to to rejoice in those things yep. but like it's okay that that those things are hard because I mean just the image of death like that I mean I, I think of Jesus on the cross and the pain mm-hmm. and the agony that that we see of our savior on the cross and and those are the the things that we feel when when we have death to our old selves but it doesn't end there Mm. that's not the end of the story that's Mm -hmm. not the end of the gospel three days later christ rises again and that's when we join christ in death we have assurance we have confidence that Mm -hmm. we will also join christ in the resurrection Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to these things and you're like oh my word like how do i get rid of these desires um and like that that's hard and that hurts and like i don't want to let these things go like it's gonna feel like a death because it's supposed to feel like a death Hmm. like the death of our old selves is comes with a promise of resurrection into new life with christ amen and amen that is that's so good my soul needed to hear that today um Olivia, do you have any final thoughts? I do. I We're going through a series in my church right now through Colossians, and the verses we were looking at this, this Sunday were, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Um, so I want to leave you with those verses, but I also... I love this. We had a guest pastor and he said, reflecting Christ is always right, but rarely convenient. Mm. And that's what came to my mind as you were saying, like, like death is painful. Any, any way you slice it, it is not fun. Mm -hmm. Um, and death to self is, is painful. Like there are, there is pain that comes in pruning. Like as Christ grows you, like it's hurt. It hurts to lose things of the world, but you're, you're gaining so much more in Christ. Um, but I loved this. Just a few, like, things from this, of this sermon was, it was like, do all things with the end in mind. Earth is not the end. Your role is not the end of your existence. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm just thinking about all these things of our time on earth. Like you were saying, it's going to hurt. Um, but what greater things do we have to gain in Christ? Yeah. And, like, if you're in a place right now where you're like, I don't believe that knowing Christ is greater. Hmm. (laughs) Again, like, I would say, like, pray and ask for that desire. But also, what do you have to lose to test out that Hmm. idea? Like, what do you in your life have to lose if you're like, I'm going to start to get to know Christ? And I think once we start to get to know him we want more and we Mm. want more and we want to know him better and we love him more and and when we love him more we want to obey him more and Mm -hmm. when we obey him more we understand our own sinful nature which brings us right back to to like the beginning of this like Mm. i need more christ i want to know more christ and so if you're right now in a place where you're like you know what that's that's really great for you Olivia and Rachel that you somehow believe that actually just like having a relationship with um an invisible god is um like somehow greater than things of this world my challenge to you would be uh try it out Hmm. get to know Jesus Christ and if you don't know where to start we would love to help you so please uh reach out to us Mm -hmm. take the risk yeah it's worth it for to know the surpassing knowledge of Jesus Christ Amen. All right. Um, thanks for joining us this week. Um, 
I love that we get to talk about eternity so much on this podcast. It's really sweet. Um, I hope you guys are encouraged by that too, that the focus is on eternity, um, and that, um, let that be an encouragement Mm -hmm. to all of us that, um, we need to keep our eyes fixed on Christ and in that our eyes will stay fixed on eternity Mm -hmm. with that. All right. May the Lord bless you.